Sometimes the greatest obstacle standing in our way is the fear and the limiting beliefs that are filling our heads. And I am going to tell you that it is so overcomable, if that were a word. I'm not going to lie to you and say it will be easy. But what I will say is that when you put in the work, you can overcome those limiting beliefs and you can do great things. If that sounds like something that you want to learn more about, then definitely continue to listen to the CEO Mindset Podcast because that is what we're talking about today. I am talking with Mr. and Mrs. Rodney Milton. They are, full disclosure, relatives of mine, and I'm so proud to have them on the podcast today because Not that they had limiting beliefs, but they did take a talent, a skill, a love, and a passion, and they turned it into something that really does the heart good during the holiday season. They've expanded that and created a product with it, and they are continuing to grow their ministry of music and song together as a couple. And I I'm so excited that they are here to tell their story today on the CEO Mindset. So sit back and listen. Enjoy this interview with Rodney and uh, Jennifer Milton. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. Jennifer and Rodney Milton are the founders of RMJ Movement, which encompasses all the gifts they share with the world. Rodney and Jennifer met in college, over a love of music and Christ, but their passions and resources far surpass just music alone. Rodney and Jennifer both hold degrees from Appalachian State University and are both educators in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. Rodney teaches band at a middle school and Jennifer is a K-12 school counselor. With both Rodney and Jennifer being children of pastors, their music has a strong presence of gospel influence. However, Jennifer and Rodney perform all styles of music from jazz, R&B, neo-soul, and gospel. They bring a special joy and empowerment to all performances. I can attest to that. Their two children, Nathan and Haven, holds an exciting passion for music as well as learning multiple instruments, singing, and performing. Rodney and Jennifer believe music is one of the best ways to bring people together, and they enjoy great times with family and friends. Jennifer currently has two projects, and I am so excited about these projects, her single Sunday Best and a Christmas album, Christmas Memories. With Rodney as producer and arranger, they continue to bring music that stirs the soul but makes you move also. Jennifer's music can be found on all digital platforms, Jennifer's music can be found on all digital platforms as well as their website. Make sure you check out the show notes below where I will have that link there for you. Jennifer and Rodney are currently working on their next project. And guys, I'm so excited, like I said, to have them on the podcast today. Because if you are suffering from limiting beliefs 
this power couple is going to show you that you can take something you love, a passion you have, and turn it into gold. Stick around and listen. Find yourself in their story. But more importantly, find yourself in the willpower, in the sheer strength that they had to really showcase their talents and create an amazing business for themselves. All right, guys, enjoy today's show. Oh, this is my cousin, guys. So um, this conversation is no telling where it's going to go. Go ahead and put that out there. Um, This is Jennifer Austin. I'm going to put Austin in because, you know, that's how I'm related. But Jennifer Austin Milton, and this is her husband, Rodney. And um, for the past, how many years, Jennifer? Two, three years? This is the third year, right? Third year, mm-hmm. This is a third year Jennifer has done um, an amazing job. The 25 days leading up to Christmas, she does this Christmas, uh, just a little concert, if you will, on Instagram. And it has, it lightened my heart the first year. The second year I was over the moon. And then this year, Hunty, she came out with an album. And I will definitely have that linked below because that is really, (laughs) really good. Now, a little caveat about this family though. They all can sing, okay? They can sing. Like, you know how you say, oh, wow, she's got a beautiful voice and she sings very well. No, they sang. They sang. Oh. And it's really, really good. So I wanted to have a conversation with you, um, Jennifer and Rodney, because so many people are, um, you know, it's, it's a new year. 2020 was horrible for everyone. But in the midst of it, you were able to come out with an album, you were able to follow your passion, and you were able to provide us with something to look forward to um, for years to come at Christmas with your album. So I wanted to talk to you on my podcast and find out, like, how did you do that in the midst of this, this pandemic and this craziness that was happening? Rodney, you've been in music for a long time. I know you come from a musical family as well with your church, and I, I know you're a power couple in the music industry and I wanted everybody to hear about it. So let's talk about that for a minute. I want you to tell us a little bit about your love of music and singing and where the passion came from. And that question is for both of you. Okay. All right. Well, I'll start. Um, I started singing, you know, with our family being a singing family, my mom, my dad sang. And when I was about six, we started being asked to sing as the children and the family. So my, myself, my brother, but my passion came in in such a different way. Um, when I started singing with a group called Make a Drill for Noise out of Raleigh, my godmom started that. And it was basically just a group of young people that would go out and do different plays, performing and singing. And I just continued to love singing. It was like one of the things that made me feel confident when I didn't always feel the most confident. It was one of those things that gave me like a lot of, courage and inspiration and I always saw my mom singing my dad singing and it was just like oh my gosh like I'm glad I can do what they're doing because I admire them so much and so that people enjoyed it was just like icing on the cake like I was gonna sing anyway I hope you enjoy it like (laughs) but that it was a good thing and that people enjoyed it it just encouraged me to do it more and I fell in love with it even more Um, my mom had me in piano I was always in band Um, but then I finally got to college and was able to find my ministry, my individual ministry. Um, Ronnie and I met um, my junior year and we just began to sing. And I, I never had a piano player that I sang with all the time. I always sang with tracks. So I would mimic a lot of people. So I didn't have a lot of my own voice. 
So as we got together as a musical couple, his playing piano for me allowed me to find my own voice that I was able to cultivate and continue to cultivate um, as we've been together as a husband and wife and just continue to grow in my music and my passion and seeing the things that we were able to do was just like blowing my mind. This whole experience has just been mind blowing, but my passion just rooted from seeing my parents, wanting them to be proud of me only to see that other people enjoy what I was able to do. It just gave me so much more encouragement. Yeah. All right. So uh, my experience with music, um, I, uh, my parents weren't necessarily um, musicians, but they loved music so much. And so my brother and I were signed up for piano lessons at an early age. And to be honest, we didn't necessarily love piano, uh, but we really started getting into it once we got the experience to playing gospel music. Um, and so then my brother kind of went the jazz route. And so he did jazzy gospel and I sort of went the classical route. So my route was more classical um, with the infusion of gospel. So big influences like Richard Smallwood and different ones mm. like that just really impacted yeah. my playing a lot. Um, and so I was also a band head. I was in the band all my life. And so I went to Appalachian State to be a music major, um, music education. I now teach middle school band, been teaching for 15 years. But at Appalachian, um, I'd say before Appalachian, I thought that I had heard all of the best singers, you know, just growing up in church, you had that one singer at, at this church or that church that you just really enjoyed. And so I remember playing at a church in Burlington and Jennifer walked in. And so the preacher asked her to sing like a special selection. And so I was like, well, you know, she's easy on the eye. She's a beautiful girl. <laughs> But then she it came runs up in the family. It runs sang. in the family. Oh my gosh. When she sang, I was like, I just, everybody who I thought was just an amazing singer, I was just like, man, I have a, a new standard now. She is just phenomenal. And so uh, that, my love just for her just kind of grew just out of um, musicality, just out of beauty, just out of style, just out of comedy. She's a trip. <laughs> um, and so, um, in our relationship with music, we've been able to grow together and we, we've been writing songs since college. Um, wow. And so we're excited about uh, what is to come and doing this project just kind of opened up so many doors for us. And so we, we're excited about that. Yeah. I love that. And Jennifer, you mentioned that um, one of the things that I think is so important for us to understand as entrepreneurs, as people who are trying to find our way and use our passion is that we, we recognize it's most important to do it for ourselves. And you said mm -hmm. that you found your voice and you were doing it for you. And I think that that's so important for people to connect with because so often, you know, we come to this life, this adulthood um, with so much baggage. And we think that we have to do things the way, you know, someone has sort of laid it out. You know, we're, we're, we, we come from the same family and we have people, oh, you know, you should do this. Oh girl, you can, you can sing, you need to do this. And yeah, yeah. And we, and we hold on to that. And we think that because so many people in our family suggested it, that it must be the way to go. I know for me, I had a love of math and I had a bunch of people saying, oh, you need to be an engineer because you're black, you're female. Mm -hmm. You should go into engineering. Well, I tried it and I hated it. Hated <laughs> right. it. Right. But it took me, you know, I had to come of age really to realize that, you know, I had to do whatever I was going to do in my life for me. So I think that right. you making that point is very, very important for people to hear. 
because yeah. I mean, what we do is so different, but we're both creatives. You're in music yeah. and I love marketing and creative things like that strategy, but it's still something that we had to connect with ourselves mm-hmm. and be confident in ourselves. And that right. allowed us to flourish and be our best at it. Right, you know? right. So I just love that. Um, and Rodney, you know, you be playing that thing, you know, I can yeah, you do. You you trying to trying trying to make it sound like Jennifer blew you off your feet, but I know when she heard you play, she was like, "Okay, well, this is a marriage made in heaven." Absolutely, good singers will bring it out of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good musicians bring it out. I played with some bad ones, and we know we know the ones playing clown music behind you. Yes, yes. And you be like, okay, I'll make it work. Yeah. And the fact that he heard you in church, where a lot yeah. of the clown music is played, something. Yes, you know the bang, I, bang, bang. Yeah, I've been used to giving the people that you don't have to play behind me. Right, 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 right. It's okay. I'm it's good. okay. I have a track. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and he was the first one I didn't have to worry about doing that with. <laughs> so how would you describe your journey to this album um mm-hmm. now like i said you you were um doing this this is the third year you've done your your christmas 25 days of christmas mm-hmm. so but what i remember talking to you a couple of years ago i think after the first year you did it yeah. and i was home with my mom yeah. and i was like oh my god that was so awesome you know i loved it mm-hmm. and you were telling me then that you had some projects in the works so tell mm-hmm. me about that journey to this to this album so the pandemic, of course, um, mm-hmm. and my idea at, after I worked on Josh's album, um, Jennifer's brother, Joshua, uh, is also a singer. And so I helped produce and compose that album. And so after that album, I was like, look, it's Jen's time. I really need to focus on, you know, getting my, my boo out there. Um, she's been singing for so many people as background. She's been doing so much for so many other people. And me as well as a producer, I've produced other people's songs and different things. So we really talked about us doing an album for ourselves. Now we have gospel songs that um, are yet to come, but we wanted to do a live recording in the summer. However, you know, with COVID and everything, then that kind of put a halt on that. And then the school year started. And so then it was just this hustle and bustle. So as we were approaching the Christmas season, um, I was thinking, well, Jen, we could do your gospel album then and kind of give it out to Christmas. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. Like you always do your 25 days. People have been looking for that, loving that. So I said, let's put an album out like midway in to kind of take the rest of the days. Um, and so that was a great idea. However, that was probably October that we had that conversation. So and then it was like, oh man, well, if we're going to do this, and we got to do it. Yeah. So it was just, it was just like, got to put the, the hands to the plow and really plug it out. And so that's also the blessing in COVID um, because normally as a band director, the fall time is my busiest season. We all know that parades, uh, homecoming parades and Christmas parades and playing football games and this little person's, you know, birthday party and all of that stuff. I have a drum line that plays. And so we're always busy. Um, and so allowing, um, this time was, was great to kind of allow us to, uh, produce this album and really be at home to have the time to do it. Right. The journey was, was really bigger than us because we didn't know how great it was going to be. We did see the challenges early on. Um, we knew how many songs we wanted to do. 
And then as we got closer to our deadline, we were like, oh, I don't know if we're going to get that many done. And then, oh, do we have this time? Oh, I'm still trying to do real estate, finish out my classes. The kids are here now. The timing, late night, like recording. So we we had a really good journey to seeing the things that we could do, trusting what we could do. And um, we were inspired by a Babby Mason conference uh -huh. that pushed us into get this done. That was October 24th. And we started recording October 29th, 28th or 29th. And like, let's get this done. Let's get as many as we can um, on done so we can get it to our Mixer Master, um, Kofi Owusu-Ofori. He is an amazing um, Mixer. I mean, he's an engineer producer out yeah. in California, one of our Mixer friends. And he was like, I'll get it done for you guys. And he did. He, he got it back to us quickly. I mean, he works with all kinds of artists. And he's like up there doing amazing things. And so that piece just always overtakes me because I'm like, somebody took the time to be there for us in a way that we could get it done. Cause it's, he could have pushed us to the back burner, but he made us a priority and we got it done. That is, um, so I think you said a lot and I'm over here writing. So if you see me looking off to the side, <laughs> cause I'm trying to make sure I keep the notes so I can come back to them. But yeah. you said a mouthful, both of you in that. And I wanted to pull out some of it because um, oftentimes I think we, we, we have this big, huge, insurmountable or seemingly insurmountable task in front of us. We allow it to, to scare us out of doing or to procrastinate when we do. And right. I think just the fact that you were confident, I think the biggest thing you said was that you were confident in your value. And that's what we're talking about here on the podcast, because um, that's that's the biggest challenge is knowing that whatever it is you're bringing to the table is valuable and being yeah. willing to fight for it. So that was the first thing that I, I mean, I, I love that, that you said that. But then also, I think that when you know you have value, it's much easier to overcome those challenges, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you now are fighting for what you know is real. And and yeah. I think the best way to look at that is, I've, I've heard it said before about serving versus selling. And when you mm -hmm. have a huge value, like you have in your voice and writing in your talent, um, when you look at it as I'm really serving people, because I could see it when you sing it, like from the first time, it was like, I am, I want you guys to feel the Christmas that I know is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so you weren't selling an album, right? You right. were serving yeah. a feeling, you were serving an emotion, but you mm -hmm. had to be confident enough in your value to look at it that way, yeah, you know? Because yeah, you sold an album on the back end of it, but really people were touched by, I mean, I shared it with everybody. I was like, look at my cousin, she's singing. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, I, can, I can show you text messages. People like, oh my God, she sounds so, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, oh God, what a blessing. Um, I've got some amens in the corner. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. have, you're serving. And, and so it's really important for you to know what your value is so that when you are sharing it with people, it becomes less about, trying to get them to buy it and more about serving with it and mm -hmm. people will yeah. buy it as a result. And I think that, that's just amazing. And then you talked about yeah. the kids. That's a big thing too. We are home with COVID. We have to learn how to operate with these kids at home. Oh my right? God. And we have to be okay with it. Like my husband does conference calls. Y'all be quiet. I want a conference call. And I said, those people know we're in the middle of COVID. 
and they know you work from home. If somebody is yelling about getting some jelly from the grocery store, they got it. Somebody probably yelled at their house too. It's true. We try to be quiet, but the point is, you know, we can't allow um, these excuses to keep us from achieving our goal. And and I love Mm -hmm. that you talked about having to overcome that. And that also was a a reason that we um, had moments that we brought family in uh, Mm -hmm. because the kids were jumping at the bits and they also have an awesome talent. I mean, uh, our son, Nathan, is really like his voice, man. He's just, you don't pay much attention to it because you're just thinking things are going on. Um, but, you know, having him in the car and, uh, you know, he sing along with the song and you're like, is that is that you, Nathan? I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, he really, his voice is really awesome. And our daughter is such a charismatic person where it's, you know, acting and dancing and those kind of things. And so we just wanted to to put the aspects of family in as well. Yeah. And to, to go back to a thing that you talked about, like uh, us just kind of serving in the album, Jennifer sings certain songs and she's always sung them at like church services during um, the Christmas time right. that are just melt, melt people's hearts. And, and so songs like Mary, Did You Know? And Who Would Imagine? I cry every time I hear a song. Yeah, I cry when I sing it. <laughs> and so those those are the ones that, as we were approaching the album, I knew that I was like, well, you know, those are taken care of. You know what I'm saying? We know that those are, even though they were still challenges as far as producing the songs, we knew that that we had those in the in the back. So that was kind of the fun thing as well as kind of trusting each other with some of the songs that um, you know were new or like new arrangements mm-hmm. um, because she would have to trust me on the arrangement, and then you know I would have to trust her that. You know, she may not love 100% of it, but if she likes 80% of it, then being okay with that. Yeah. And that's a part that people need to be okay with too, is like, you know, if somebody addresses a certain part of something that you present, that doesn't mean that your whole part is wrong. That just means that, hey, you got some things to tweak. And so that was a, a part that I had to, you know, kind of start to learn and come to grips with as well, because, right. you know, with us being husband and wife, we should be able to trust each other to be honest. Absolutely. Um, and that brings doing. me, that brings me to another, the next question is what are the lessons that you guys learned aside from being able to trust each other and know that if she only likes 80%, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're wrong. What other lessons did you learn during this project? I will say for me, I, I learned that it's okay to be me in a way that might not feel comfortable always. Like there were some things that I chose to do in my singing or even that I share with Rodney that I would really want it to be like. A lot of times I, I compromise, you know, I, and I'm okay with compromising, but there's moments that I was in this journey. I was like, I don't want to compromise in this feeling for what I want in this moment for journeying through Christmas, how much it means to me, what we're going through in this time. I want them to feel the things that are going in my body and see if that works. I want to see it first. So even if it doesn't work, let me see that it doesn't work. So, you know, I may approach Rodney and we had to go through the conversations of, it's okay, tell me, it won't hurt my feelings. And I was like, I really don't want you to think you're not good. It's just, this is not what I want right now in this moment for this song. And that encouraged me for our relationship. It encouraged me for my own musicality, hearing the things that he was doing with music. I was seeing how incredible he was with technology and learning how to do all of this. Like I sang all the backgrounds um, 
he did all the music we had. We were able to collaborate with a, a drummer and a guitar player. But other than that, all the other music was him and seeing him put it all together and the production of it. I was just impressed with him. The lesson that I learned with him was give him a task. He'll accomplish it. He'll figure out it. if it's not on YouTube, if it's not a book out for it, he can't call somebody to figure it out. In this generation, in this genre and music and anything, he just blew my mind. And I learned that sometimes we get frustrated with our husbands, like, oh my gosh, you know, I give you a task and I can't meet it or you forgot. But in this journey, every task that I gave Rodney, he accomplished and exceeded in a way that I couldn't even have known that's what he was doing until I saw the final product. So there were moments we were like, we didn't know what to expect. People have said, oh, I hope you're not offended, but we didn't know what to expect because people knew we were doing it out of our house. They knew that we were in COVID. All the singers would be me other than our, our friend Shade who sang Oh Holy Night with me and my son. You know, who is, who's going to be the backgrounds? How's this going to go? And I was like, you're not offending me. I was just as surprised as you. We were, <laughs> we were trying to get this product out because we felt it would be great. It was confirmation that it was great as we heard it. And then to hear people enjoying it and loving it, it was not for monetary gain. Um, but it was for, like you said, the, the, the feeling of Christmas. We wanted to serve you all an opportunity to experience the Christmas that we felt was important. And hopefully it was the thing that people could get from us after the three years of doing this. And they said, when's your album? When's your album? That it was the culmination of all those things that we had been trying to do. And the lesson mostly was trust yourself, trust your abilities, trust that we can work together and satisfy our individual desires and our goals together. And when we're not ultimately, you know, satisfied, see what happens. Because sometimes we're overly critical of ourselves. Yes. And we, when we presented it to our friend who was the engineer, he would say how awesome it was. And we like, he thinks it's awesome. <laughs> so we did good. <laughs> and I was like, I like it too now. I like it like you like it. And then he was like, and now I found a new part I like. So they're going to have a different ear. And watching him work through it when we give it to him is just like a whole nother level. So that was an amazing thing to film. Yeah. For me, um, I think that uh, the blessing in doing this project is that as a musician, you always want more. You're never satisfied with the stuff. And I think God really showed me that God um, supplies all our needs and mm -hmm. that God gives us everything that we need to do the task that he sets in front of us. Mm -hmm. And that um, the part that you feel like is slack is where he shows up. Yes. Um, and that was the blessing in it all because, um, you know, there were times that I felt like, you know, hey, if I had this keyboard, or if I had this uh, sound, or if I had this computer software or whatever, then it'd be perfect. And God is like, you know, I'll take care of all of that. I, I got you covered. And and he really showed up and showed out. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thankful for that part. Um, because it is a journey. And even talking to my uh, friend, uh, who was my mentor, he's, he's the guy that produced it all and, and mixed and mastered it all. Um, he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, some people think I've made it and I still have a wish list of stuff that I want. So it, it's a continual process of us growing yeah. and glowing in music. Uh, but at the, at the same time, just appreciating like what God has blessed you with and mm -hmm. working with it. 
Yeah. I look, you look, this I'm I don't even have any room left on <laughs> the little piece of paper I'm writing on because I've been taking so many notes and I wanna I just wanna just because when I hear I have such a passion for small businesses and seeing people grow in their businesses and mm-hmm. just to hear how sort of the things that I that I talk about are manifested in your journey is kind of exciting. But I just want to yes. pull a few of them out. Um yeah. yes. one, I, I used to say I and I still say. Um, I try to tell people that you really have to know yourself. And Jennifer, you said something about loving yourself enough to be yourself. Well, you said being you and knowing yourself enough to be yourself. And that's a, mm-hmm. it's a big thing is that is the value of really tapping into who you are and knowing yourself and what you like and what you don't like and what yeah. your non-negotiables are. And you had those and you weren't willing to compromise mm-hmm. in certain areas. Like you were, right. you, like you said, I don't mind compromising. I don't mind, you know, um, letting somebody else have their day, but there are some things that are just non-negotiables on this project, but you had to know that and you had to trust that feeling in yourself. And I think that we as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we see the success of other people and we feel like we have to do it the way they did it. And sometimes in doing that, we compromise what we know to be true about ourselves Mm -hmm. and that it never really ends well. You never really get the result you want. So loving yourself, knowing yourself and then loving yourself enough to be yourself allows you to lead with intention and purpose. And that's what you did. You led this project and you came out with something on the back end that is phenomenal. You may not have thought so at the time, but you are getting all this feedback that it is. So yeah. you know that you were able to do that and, and really touch the lives of people. The other thing that I love that you said was, um, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay mm-hmm. to sit in that discomfort sometimes. Yeah. Even because be, you're in it because you know that you have this, you don't really know what it is. And that's God, I think. I think God right. puts us in these situations where we are uncomfortable so that yes. we do have to trust him that it's going right. to come out on the back end. And that is the most unsettling feeling when you like in your stomach, you have butterflies and you're like, oh, this is, I don't think <laughs> this is, mm, I don't know. And then on the back end of it, you hear it and it's like, whoo, he really showed up just like you yeah, said, Rodney. Yeah, he really yeah. showed up and he did that thing. And um, so being comfortable with the uncomfortable, I love yeah. that you that you made that point. And then the last thing that I pulled out of that, see, y'all, you didn't even know y'all said all this. Did you? But, <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing that I love that you said was, well, I translated it to say, done is better than perfect. You know, yes. Rodney, you were talking about, I wish I had this and this would have been really perfect if I had this keyboard, if I had this software and, mm-hmm. and you, went into it, you handed it over thinking this isn't the best I could have possibly, I could have done better if I had all these other tools. Right. But the beauty of the fact, the beauty is that you still handed it over. And you yeah. didn't sit on it and procrastinate about it right. and wait until it was absolutely perfect to give it over. You gave it over and you kind of settled with, you know, it's done. We did it. It was in the middle of COVID. The kids, mm-hmm. you know, were in the background. I had to minimize that as best I could. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hand it over. We're gonna hand right. it over anyway. Right. And I think that is such a lesson, guys, for everyone listening, because so many people are sitting on projects because yeah. they want it to be perfect. And yeah. um you just taught us that it didn't have to be. So I love that. Well, I think I think that's that's part of the the blessing of just our faith is that, you know, there's so many people who say, 
you know, I, I'm coming to church when I get right. And it's like, no, the church is the place for you to get right in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, when you're approaching this thing of like blessing somebody with something that you have to offer, um, first of all, you know, you have to be able to trust when people can help you, but you also have to make sure that your circle is small enough that, that you have people who are trustworthy because right. everybody can't handle your music. I, I think I was just watching you know, the Ma Rainey's um, Black Bottom and just seeing how, you know, people steal music and people take stuff from you. And you can't, of course, trust everybody with their stuff, but you should have a circle developed to where, you know, the things that you, you, you could trust people to hear it. You can mm -hmm. trust people to give, um, input. give input. You can trust people to, you know, fix it. If you're writing a book, you should have somebody who you can bounce ideas off of that's helping you make sure that you ciphering through the stuff or you know if you um working on the clothing line you should be able to show somebody your clothes that can appreciate it and give you good feedback before you you know launch it um right. and so i think that having that circle is great uh this experience has taught me that my circle is even smaller than i thought it was and that mm. you know folks that you think you need you know yeah. what i'm saying like you know jen doing all the backgrounds it's like shoot you know uh if, if push comes to shove you know us right here is 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 it and so we are enough yeah we are enough um and it. so and there's favored failure in this situation i love that i gotta there's write it down favored favored failure. failure i i say that because we've watched god like you said work it out mm -hmm. and it's been exactly what we needed in our experience but in the moment we felt it was failure um our procrastination to even get into it, you know, and having that time crunch we thought was a failure, but it was actually what was essential mm -hmm. for our progress, for our faithfulness, for our favor, for this to be done in a short amount of time. He couldn't sit on it and say, I'll wait till it's better. He had to send it because we gave ourselves a deadline. Um, our children having to be home, um, having to be in quarantine and, you know, me failing, I failed the real, real estate exam for three times before I passed that fourth time. And that favorite failure gave me a sense of accomplishment right when I needed it to be able to feel that boost to go in the right direction. And I thank God for the failures until this past. The, the past felt so good because of the previous failures. And I thank God for the favorite failure. And I just, that just laid on me, you know, the favorite failure that we don't know what it's going to be, but sometimes in the midst of that, we are wrapped in an arm of forgiveness, confidence, and you find your endurance when you fail. You find your growth. Your brain gets bigger when it makes mistakes because it didn't know prior to that you even didn't know how to do that. So now it's going to recalibrate and be bigger and stronger and smarter because of the mistake. If everything worked out perfectly, you would never learn. So that's where I found that term favorite failure because um, I tell my students all the time as a school counselor, um, fail is nothing but your first attempt in learning. No is just not yet. You know what I mean? It's just a not yet. So don't get overwhelmed because you failed, but find the favor in it and find the fantastic that comes after the failure, you know, and that you can br brighten your day by giving yourself some grace. We all need some grace. We, nobody's been through a pandemic before. You guys need to all write a book. There's something you experienced that nobody else did. And now 
you have experience. You're the expert on surviving a pandemic because no one else in this entire world has gone through what we've been through. And there may never be another time for this, but they will learn some things from each and every one of us through this pandemic. To see your progress come into fruition mm-hmm. outside of your failures. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, we didn't have the world's most elaborate studio, but it sounded like it. It did. <laughs> to me. It did. And I was so grateful for the opportunity to, to see what we could do and to have that first attempt in learning. And the lessons that came out of it are going to forever be great for us, our children, our family, you know, my mom, when we did, and then to think we couldn't do a CD only to do a video for, and mm-hmm. write our own Christmas song. And that Ronnie gave me a song. He gave me a chorus and said, I want us to write a song. Here's what the chorus is going to sound like. Here's the music. And to see how many times he could say, I said, record it, babe, because I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And from the start of Remind Us to the end, that's what came out of my mouth. What you heard is what came out of my mouth in that first setting. And But when I tell you, everybody, I sent that video to, that's where I got all the amens from. Exactly. All right, guys, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up because we've really answered all of my questions. I just kind of want to know what is coming next for you guys. I know we have the Christmas album, but what's next? Well, oh, so we are. Uh, so we we did intend to like already have gospel music together. We actually have a good amount of gospel music that we've already written, um, and so we will be coming out with a single um, early spring, Ooh. and it is entitled "Just Me and Jesus." Who sometimes that's all you need. That's all you that's need. It. It's just me and Jesus. That's it. I just love it. Jesus. I love it, and I'm definitely gonna link the video that you guys just released remind us we're going to have that um um, i don't care when i publish this podcast is going down there there you go thank Um, you and uh because it's it's amazing i love it and guys i really appreciate you for being on the podcast um so many so many pearls of wisdom have been shared with us today and I'm going to try to list them in the show notes so that people don't miss them because they really are <laughs> fantastic to help you. you. Um, no matter where you are in your season in your business, if you are, if you are a think up, you're not quite sure where to go, how to get started. There are pearls for you here. If you are a startup, you've started the process, but you're not quite sure how to move forward in your business. Uh-huh. There are pearls for you here. And if you are a scale up, someone who's been doing it a while, but you need to do something different to get a different result, there are pearls for you in this Definitely. podcast. So Definitely. Rodney, Jennifer, I love you. Thank you love so you. much for being Thank on the you. podcast. Um, guys, join us next week because it's going to be more of the same. We're just going to yeah. be doing it this year in 2021. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession, or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.